We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. We have another Indianapolis Colts versus Jacksonville Jaguars preview for you. And I had to bring back the guy who always brings his fans into our live streams all the time, UCF Jaguar. Bro, you and I, we had probably a different tone the last time that we talked. And obviously, your team just absolutely swacked mine. Why don't you kind of give me your reaction to, before we even get into this game, give me your reaction to that last one. Like, I'm sure you were expecting maybe to win, but I'm sure you probably didn't expect that kind of game. No, I mean, it's been a roller coaster. I mean, the Jaguars, you know, you get excited about the season, so you're up here. Then we lose to Washington week one, we're down here. Then we get brought back up with the Colts and Chargers, a couple of just dominant victories. I know um, the, the Colts game, you know, we are all, you know, every year, like the only real fun streak we have going for us is the, you know, haven't lost to Colts and Jacksonville since 2014. But, you know, every year, a lot of us think that, okay, it's probably time we kind of break that. And then every year, somehow the Jaguars, no matter how bad the team is, they just find ways to just embarrass the Colts at home, whether it's like 6 nothing with Cody Kessler or um, whether it's, you know, a 24 nothing shutdown. Um, against like Matt Ryan, you know, Trevor Lawrence always plays his best games, you know, at home. So I don't know. It, it was, it was interesting. It felt really good. We're like, because anytime you, you know, beat down a division opponent, it's always just so much better. I mean, if, if, you know, you can go six, if you can only win six games in a year, you're going to choose your division rivals just because, you know, you know them the best. You, um, you know, you know the most fans from those teams. And, you know, it's just, fun in that way but yeah Jaguars they beat the Colts they beat the Chargers the week after 38 to 10 so we're feeling good and then they lose a close one to the Eagles in a you know rainy day Trevor fumbled the ball like four times it was a it was just an ugly game so we said you know what two and two we're feeling good we had the Texans at home um this should be a game where the Jaguars you know come back we're three and two we're top of the afc south two no in the division and we're good and then the jaguars lose and it was just uh it was disheartening so now i'm just kind of sitting here like i've been ignoring every jaguar coverage i just kind of you know when the jaguars lose i just don't want to you know 
ingest any Jaguar stuff. So <laughs> only team in the AFC South to have lost this weekend. Colts, Titans, Texans all won. So, you know, we feel kind of down right now. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been a weird season for you guys. I mean, on the outside looking in from this perspective of looking at the Jags, obviously you guys struggled a little bit the last few weeks, but I would have gave you props for the fact that for as bad as you guys played against the Eagles, you still had a chance to win that game. And, I mean, is it Shaquem Griffin or Shaquille Griffin? Which one of the Shaquille. Griffin? Shaquem? Okay. I was going to say, because uh, I know he was asked about you know, the status of the locker room. And I kind of agreed with this, that he said, you know, I've been here a little bit and it's, it feels different this year. And the fact that, you know, the Jaguars, they may not be exactly where they want to be, but they said that the attitude inside the locker room feels a little bit different this year. feels like guys are more like energized to want to meet a challenge rather than just going through the motions. I mean, obviously two and three record doesn't look great, but from this perspective, I mean, Jacksonville is, in my opinion, right there in the middle of the NFL when we look at this. Because, like you said, I mean, they whopped on the Chargers. They whopped on the Colts. They had a chance to beat Philadelphia at one point in that game if the mistakes just didn't happen. And then, obviously, laid a goose egg this last week. But, like, how are you feeling about this team right now going forward with Peterson and how – they're trotting along differently than this than last year. I mean, the thing is right now, like the Jaguars are going to go as far as Trevor Lawrence goes. And I know last year when Trevor Lawrence is having his struggles, I was looking, I was like, okay, we have Urban Meyer to help turn this thing around. Like we're, we have no shot, you know, with, with Urban Meyer coaching this guy up, there's, there's no way we're going to be any good. But now, you know, with, with Trevor Lawrence, we had Doug Peterson out there with him. And I feel just a lot better about Doug Peterson that they have a true like adult in the building you know a guy that's you know a really good NFL head coach um so yeah it's a lot better than last year and just the talent overall is better uh Jaguars just had to figure out you know ways to move the ball and and the Jaguars are good at moving the ball between the 20 and the 20 just once we get in the red zone we kind of shut down you know Trevor Lawrence has made some bad mistakes and it's funny because you know right now (laughs) Like one thing that like fans of like bad teams always say is like, okay, well the defense played good, but the offense needs to catch up. I mean, you know, after the Thursday night game, you know, each team that the the Colts and the Broncos are feeling really good about their defense, but yes, you know, the offense is what's suffering, and I feel like that's kind of a trend when it comes to you know teams that are struggling. It's like the defense played good enough to win, but the offense can't score. And that kind of felt like the you know the Jaguars this last game. So. um when it comes to a turnaround, I mean, you have a manageable schedule. I mean, you have the Colts, who um, the Jaguars, for some reason, have a decent matchup against. Um, after that, you have the Giants, who are looking good. We, we actually played the Broncos in London. We had the Raiders. So, yeah, I mean, these next four games, it's really going to decide how good of a team we are. It just stinks that right now, you know, we're kind of – we're two and three, so we're chasing 500 at the moment. But as long as you stay around 500, um, especially in the expanded playoffs and especially in a – a pretty miserable AFC South. I mean, I think you're in a I think you're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, I was looking at the numbers earlier uh in the day and despite your guys' record, you guys actually are plus 34 in the net differential in points. I mean, obviously beating the Colts by 24 and then beating the Chargers by 28 probably had uh, a lot to do with that, but I mean, for 
even the record, you guys are still doing really well. And, you know, I felt like Lawrence has been, you know, has stepped up a level, maybe not exactly where he wants to be yet, but obviously the talent that you guys have right now has been helping him and, you know, the, and being able to run the football the way you guys have this year so far has been a help as well. What has impressed you the most so far with Jacksonville through these first five games? Um, I think the defense has been really good. I mean, the Jaguars, you know, right now through the first five games have as many interceptions as they had a year ago. And wow. the defense is keeping the Jaguars in games. The turnover differential is awesome, even though against Houston, that was the first game where we actually did not force a turnover. Um, so really the defense, you know, when it comes to all the new additions that we've had, uh, Devin Lloyd is a front runner for uh, a, for defensive player of the year or defensive rookie of the year, I should say. Um, he actually won defensive rookie of the month in September. Um, so yeah, the defense has been good. They've really stepped it up. I've liked, I mean, the first through the first four, three or four games, I've really liked the passing game. I mean, the receivers aren't great, but they're 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 decent enough to be able to, you know, if we scheme them right, to really be able to get open. And also our running backs. I mean, there's been games where each of them have been able to kind of pop off. Although I think that's where one weakness of Doug Peterson is, is Doug Peterson kind of gets stuck in his own ways and he just like, he really likes to pass. And, you know, I think what he needs to do is he needs to figure out more like, you know, if somebody has a hot hand, you got to keep giving them the ball. You know, I think ETN had like 7.1 or 8.1 yards per carry against Houston and they kind of went away from him. You know, when it comes to, Somebody who has a hot hand, you got to keep feeding him. And, you know, it's a pretty good two-headed running back duo. Um, and I think that, you know, really ETN, as the season goes on, him, him with his speed, he adds an extra element, and he should be able to uh, really pop up for the pop off for this offense. Yeah, you're talking about that defense. And it obviously was ready to play against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, granted, they didn't have Alec Pierce or Michael Pittman in that game. Now, Michael Pittman and Alec Pierce will both be available for this game going around. But, I mean, you've seen the blaring weakness in the Indianapolis Colts offense, and that's their offensive line. They have been, I mean, Matt Ryan, the only quarterback that has been sacked just as much as Matt Ryan this year has been Matt Stafford for the Rams. And we've seen how bad they've looked offensively. And right now, the Colts are the same way. I mean, they can't protect Matt Ryan. He got sacked. Uh, four times last time against you guys. The Colts are like trying to move guys around to try to figure out like who's best where, you know, sort of situation. How how confident are you that the Jaguars are going to be able to replicate a lot of what they did last time against us, especially knowing that, you know, Jonathan Taylor may not be playing in this game. Naheem Hines may not be playing in this game. We're missing quite a few defensive studs, even though they didn't. it didn't show much in this last game. But, I mean, defensively, do you think that you guys are going to be able to shut this team down like you did before? Yeah, I mean, I watched the whole entire Thursday night football game, and I was actually, I think I was in your live stream pretty much most yeah, of the Yeah, you were and, in there for a little bit. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I mean, it's pretty pathetic right now because – and the culture, I was telling you before this, the culture in a weird spot right now because, you know, you feel like Ballard and Reich are dead men walking. Um, you know that Matt Ryan isn't the answer. And, you know, right now you're you you have a really expensive offensive line and they're not 
playing up to their level. And when, when you have these players that you say, okay, like you know how good they are, but if they're all of a sudden not playing at that level, then coaching is the common denominator. You know, I know for the Jaguars, you know, Jawan Taylor, our right tackle, his rookie year, he did great. Then the next two years that he regressed, and then all of a sudden you bring in a new offensive line coach and the guy's playing like a pro bowler now. You know, coaching is a big thing. And, you know, right now with the Colts, you know, the offensive line, I don't know what the heck is going on with it. And, um, you know, Matt and the Jaguars are able to get pressure. The Jaguars' weakness is that, you know, these guys are able to escape or whatever. And we know that Matt Ryan at this point is, you know, when the Jaguars played him, I'll use that as the example. You know, once the Jaguars got a hand on him, he just like fell down. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with this one, the Jaguars were kind of struggling the last couple of games to get pressure with four guys. Um, but, you know, with this one, I hope, a, you know, light has been lit under them to or fire has been lit under them to be able to, you know, get back after it with four play with four guys rushing. But I know Colts are a little bit dinged up. So, yeah, I mean, there, there really shouldn't be any excuses right now. And, and it's clearly, look, you beat the Colts. 24 nothing just a few weeks ago. Why can't you at least, you know, win a game by a possession or so? So, um, you know, we'll we'll see with that one. Yeah, I mean, the Colts have shown that when teams blitz us that we can't stop it. And and we've even shown that like when you blitz for, I mean, you just do a few stunts and like our offensive line just can't handle it. I mean, we saw last Thursday Matt Pryor and Braden Smith were getting picked apart on that right side. And Matt Ryan was like literally just falling down out of fear of Bradley Chubb and Baron Browning just coming down his neck. Could only imagine when Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker come into town and they start doing the same thing. Because, you know, Bernard Ryman's going to be starting at left tackle. He struggled in that game. It was his first start. And, you know, the Ryan Kelly's not looked good at center all year. They're trying to move Braden Smith into right guard now because of that. And, they they won't tell who the right tackle is going to be. I swear, if Matt Pryor's starting uh, on that right side, Josh Allen needs to be on him all game. Josh Allen might yeah. have three or four sacks all by himself. I'm not kidding. I mean, he he, he might be that dominant. So, I I must admit, I, I'm kind of impressed with your secondary as well. Uh, Rayshon Jenkins has definitely been a very interesting player for me. I felt like, especially early in the year, he started really really hot. Uh, how do you feel about going up against some of these wide receivers? Because Michael Pittman, like I said, Pittman and Pierce were not in there, but Pierce and Pittman over the last three weeks, you know, they've been combining for about 11 or 12 receptions a game and getting about 150 yards between the three, two of them. So they've been really putting up some decent numbers. And the one thing that the Colts were actually able to do was, you know, target tight ends in the middle how do you feel about your secondary's ability to hold up? What's going on, everybody? Today, I wanted to talk to you guys about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also check out different sign-up codes and promotions that are going on on the website to make sure you're getting the best deal possible on your sports bets. Some of the key features they include are handicapping, you get live play-by-play -play updates, you get live scores and bet tracking as well, player statistics, key game statistics when you make these picks. You also get projected game day weather. Basically everything you need to make sure you're making the most informed bets as possible. 
Including that, you also have a bet tracker, which allows you to keep records of all your games and your betting activities so you won't miss a thing. Guys, be sure to go check out oddstrader.com slash bluewire and check out oddstrader today, the number one site for all your game day bets. Yeah, I mean, it, it'll be a lot harder this game than last game. I mean, without Michael Pittman and without Alec Pierce, I mean, that, that wide receiving group that they put against the Jaguars in week two, I mean, that looked like the fourth quarter of a preseason game. I mean, it <laughs> yeah, was facts. It, it, I mean, it looked unfieldable. I mean, nobody was getting open or anything. But, you know, Michael Pittman, true number one, and Alec Pierce, I mean, you know, he, during the end of that game last Thursday, I mean, he was, you know, really showing the NFL some stuff. And I know with me, you know, I'm a UCF guy, so I watch Cincinnati play football a lot. So I've known about, you know, Alec Pierce for some time. And, you know, I was actually wanting to draft Alec Pierce, and I was wanting to draft that, tight end from Virginia that you got but Lonnie Woods yeah it doesn't it doesn't work out for all of us but yeah it's uh, I mean it's going to be tough Uh, they're going to have their work cut out for them I know Tyson Campbell is the number one corner and and the thing is as long as Matt Ryan gets some protection I mean those guys are going to get their get their opportunities and you know there's got those are guys that can win the 50 50 balls or can out battle a man to get the ball I mean you know they can help out the quarterback in that way so it's going to be a tougher battle I just hope that really with this game, we can keep exploiting. We can keep stopping the run, you know, forcing Matt Ryan into third and long situations where we can get there with a pass rush and bring him down again. So um, so that's what I'm kind of hoping out of this one. I'm not even going to ask you if you feel confident in stopping the run because you guys always stop our run. Like literally over the last six or seven years, we have never been able to run the football while against you guys. So I'm not even going to ask about that. Let's kind of switch to your offense. I mean, you've seen that the strength of this Colts uh, team is the defense, especially over the last three weeks. They held the Chiefs to under 20 points. You know, they uh, did a great job of, you know, keeping uh, Russell Wilson out of the end zone, you know, and playing and playing good uh, for in the second half against the Tennessee Titans. Does it concern you at all? Because obviously the defense that you're going to probably see on Sunday is a lot better than what we saw in week two. I think they're buying in a little more to Gus Bradley's scheme. They're being a lot more aggressive. I think they're not playing as far back anymore. And Stephon Gilmore has been playing at an elite level. Uh, DeForest Buckner's catching up to wind. And, you know, these linebackers are playing much better in the middle of the field, even without Shaquille Leonard back. Uh, what's your confidence in the Jaguars offense versus this defense now? Yeah, I mean, I know a couple of weeks ago the Jaguars got a break with uh, DeForest Buckner. He was a little bit hobbled. Um, also, Shaq Leonard was out. I don't know if he's going to be out this game he's again. but probably going to be out. He's still dealing with the concussion, and when he got hit by Franklin in the uh, Chiefs game, or no, not the Chiefs game, in the Titans game, he broke his nose uh, in the same hit so uh yeah i think yeah, he's probably going to be out for at least another week yeah that's uh man he's getting the, he's getting the beating isn't he he's getting uh, beat up man <laughs> and then that's a i mean that's a big injury man i mean he's the spark plug of that defense yes. i mean um you know and he's you know when you have a linebacker that can do those things that he does and you know you have a true linebacker that's a true leader like him i mean that's uh that's an important piece so you know if he's out you know, the Jaguars had to keep kind of trying to go after the linebackers. I know, you know, Stephon Gilmore had an incredible game last week. Um, you know, Yannick Ngakwe was able to get home a couple times on a quarterback. So, 
yeah, I mean, really, really with this one, you know, I'd like to continue to try to get the run game going a little bit. Just try to, because that's one thing that the Jaguars did last time was the run game was going good. It was setting up the play action good. And then the, you know, the defense was, or the Jaguars defense was able to keep three and outing um, the Colts offense. So, you know, they just kept the defense on the field and it got them tired. So, um, yeah, with this one, I, I want to keep, Keep the running game going. Trevor Lawrence has been struggling a little bit the last couple of games to just get him with the play action. He's really comfortable, like when he's you know throwing on the run. So you know, just continue to work that angle, um, and hopefully success will come. Yeah, I, I feel I, I wish I could be a little bit more confident. I I am a little bit more confident in the sense that you know, like I said, this defense is looking a lot better than what they did the first two weeks. They've been carrying this offense uh, through a lot of it. Uh, is there is there a matchup on the offense versus our defense that uh, you would like to see? Because I I would love to make sure that we have. I don't know if Gus Bradley is going to start Isaiah Rogers. The last time that we played you guys, he didn't play at all, and I think that uh, the Colts the Colts team called out Gus Bradley and the coaching staff for allowing that to happen. And I, since then, Isaiah Rogers has come in and made a big difference in the secondary because he's much faster and he's much more aggressive at the line of scrimmage. Um, is there any wide receiver corner matchup for you guys that you're interested in watching? You know, this one's tough because really our wide receivers kind of move all over the place. And, you know, really each game is just about who's the hot wide receiver. I mean, we don't have the guy that game in game out as a hundred yard receiver. I mean, we've had, this last game, Marvin Jones was the guy that got 100 yards. You know, the game before that, you know, against the Chargers was Zay Jones. Uh, Christian Kirk was big against your team. I think he got like 100 yards that game. So, yeah. yeah, really, with the Jaguars, it's just about, okay, where's the matchup? You know, whoever Stephon Gilmore is on, I imagine they go away from him. You know, this might be a pretty heavy Christian Kirk game. Um, so, yeah, with this one, it's a tough one because the, probably the thing I'm looking for is just the offensive line battle because I do think that, you know, they try to run the ball between the tackles. So that can they p- get some push on the Forrest Buckner um, and those guys to kind of exploit you guys up the middle? Um, that's the main thing I'm looking for. But when it comes to the wide receivers, you know, I'd like to sit here and say that we have a number one wide receiver going against Stephon Gilmore. Um, you know, kind of like back in the day, it would be like a Jalen Ramsey versus T.Y. Hilton type of thing. But yeah. we don't have that at the moment. So, yeah, that's uh, – so, you know, it's just all about being able to – you know, find a weakness and just try to exploit it. Yeah. And you know how it is in Indy. It just seems like both offenses just always struggle to score when we go to, when both of these teams play in Indianapolis, you guys have no problem scoring against us when you're at home. But when it comes to Indy, like neither offense really excels against one or the other. Yeah. We're a different team in Indy for sure. I mean, they don't have the same success in Indianapolis. I don't remember, uh, you know, I think we probably won there like maybe once since 2018, if that. I'm not yeah. sure what the history there is. But, yeah, I mean, Jaguars has some pretty bad teams. So, you know, <laughs> nothing surprises me. What about your uh, special teams? Anything that you monitor that's been good, something bad? Yeah, we've had a, we've had, we had kicking strokes in a preseason. We had about four different kickers. But, you know, Riley Patterson, shout out to him. He's only missed one field goal in the year. So he's been, you know, pretty good. Our, our Hunter is able to really boom it. We haven't had, you know, any big special teams gaffes. So I guess all that is good. Um, Jamal Agnew is good on the return game. So, um, yeah, nothing, nothing really 
you know, of importance that you need to point out on the special teams. Just, you know, hope they continue to keep playing the way they are. Very nice. I know that uh, the MVP, one of the MVPs of the Indianapolis Colts has been Matt Hawk, our punter. Uh, when we played against the Denver Broncos, we've punted more times against Denver than we've scored touchdowns all year. And if that tells you just how pitiful this offense has been, yeah, that's that's really freaking bad. Actually, I think we punted more times against the Broncos than what the Buffalo Bills have all season. Uh, yeah, that's really crazy. sad to think about. So, you know, that's that. And But he's done a good job. Uh, Chase McLaughlin, AFC Special Teams Player of the Week with those four field goals that he made to get us the win last Thursday. Uh, but that's pretty much it from what I could see. Uh, all right. Well, we're at the end, and now it is a, a prediction. Go ahead. Give me your score prediction. Yeah, golly. I mean, this is a tough one because it's, it's hard. Because, you know, the Jack, I mean, I, I can't believe we're already playing again. I mean, tw- yeah. twice in the first six weeks we're, we're playing each other. I mean, you guys you guys are just getting all your AFC South games over with. I mean, And we thought be- that was going to be a good thing coming into the season. Turns out it's not. So. Yeah, 0-2-1. and one. Yeah, it's not. That's not, not ideal. Not but it's a chance for you guys to get back in this one. I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking this is a close one i'll say man this one is this one is hard but i'll just say 24 to 23 jaguars there's something about this matchup that the jaguars have the upper hand on we're hungry right now we're i hope the team goes out there pissed off and you know wanting to go out there and win because what that performance was on on sunday against the texans was just embarrassing so you know i hope the jaguars can go out there and you know do some work this this sunday I'm going to go, I think, the score that we had last year against you guys in Indy, but I'm going to flip the rolls. It's going to be 17-16 Jacksonville. I just don't trust this offensive line, man. They're bad. I mean, they're historically bad. Matt Ryan's on pace to be sacked over 60 times this year. Uh, It it might have him contemplating retirement before he even gets out of uh, the season. I mean, that's, that's how bad they've been, and just knowing your guys' front and how you guys attack our quarterbacks doesn't matter that it's in Lucas Oil. We just have not been able to protect the quarterback at all this year. Just don't think I, – I think our defense will do a better job of holding you guys, but I, I don't think that we're going to be able to score uh, well enough either. So I'm picking the Jaguars here again. This is probably like the third or fourth game in a row that I've picked against – the Indianapolis Colts on my own podcast. I hate doing it, but I don't take this the wrong way, but I feel like you guys right now, like what you used to feel for the longest time, always picking other teams to beat us just because, you know, that's normally how it always goes. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I've, I've got a lot of picks right picking against the Jaguars. So, you know, <laughs> especially during the 2020 to 2021 seasons. <laughs> Yeah, true that. All right, well, that's going to do it for this one, guys. Hey, shout out to UCF Jaguar. If you guys don't know him, I mean, obviously, you haven't been around on the channel long enough. We've had this guy on for several years. Great Jaguars podcaster. Really appreciate you being on here, man. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Go Jags. And uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.